Jones and Gambo, Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Five o'clock hour, the Burns and Gambo show here on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. We are live from the Auction Community Studio. Gonzaga, 17-16 lead over Grand Canyon early in the game. They're just about at the halfway point of the first half. Grand Canyon so far is hanging in there as the 14 seed against three-seeded Gonzaga. Of course, later tonight, ASU is taking on TCU. That's a 6-11 versus 11 matchup. And yeah, should the crazy happen and GCU beat Gonzaga and ASU beat TCU, GCU and ASU would play in the second round. That's... Not likely to happen, but it's really interesting to think about. I'm watching this game right now. Grand Canyon's playing well. They are. They're, they're playing. Knocking they're down some shots. There. They are. They're hanging in there. They're knocking down some shots, and they're and they're holding their own so far. Well, you know, I mean, we all you have to do as a lower seed is hang around long enough to give yourself a chance at the end of the game, and hope that the other team gets gets tight and chokes. Yep, that's what you have to do. So we'll keep an eye on this one throughout the course of the afternoon here on Burns and Gambo, and don't forget we'll have ASU's game against TCU coming up at about seven o'clock here. So we just got done with our conversation with Al McCoy. The report coming down from AZ Central and confirmed that this is going to be Al McCoy's final season as the play-by-play voice of the Phoenix Suns. And obviously, after 51 years in a Hall of Fame career, that is a big, big deal around here to know that this is going to be his last season. And we'll keep that in our thoughts as we talk about the Phoenix Suns, who last night beat the Orlando Magic to end their three-game losing streak. And two things that we need to talk about with with this game. Number one, the heavy minutes load for Devin Booker and our level of concern about that moving forward. And I'm actually going to start with this one, though, because we haven't had a chance to talk about this yet, really. At least you and I haven't. And that's Chris Paul at the end of that game hitting a couple of shots in clutch time, Gambo. We haven't seen a lot of that out of Chris Paul so far this year. And I'm not exactly sure what it means, but I think it's worth having a conversation about it for a couple of minutes. I don't think there's any question. And he even hit the two free throws with about 7.8 seconds left, which were which were big. But, you know, Chris is still very capable of, of hitting that mid-range shot, the elbow jumper. And there were two baskets that he had. When it, was, it was under two minutes left in a game. He hits an elbow jumper to make it 112-108. And then after Carter hits a three-pointer to bring Orlando within one, Chris hits a baseline jumper, puts them back up by three. And then he hit the two free throws a little bit later. It's good to see that Chris, you know, can 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 do that. And when you need him to make a basket, that he can make those baskets. He's he's probably not the guy that he was the first two years when he's very capable of being the second scorer on this team. But I think what you're looking for is, hey, when we need you to score, clutch game down the stretch with all your experience, can can you make some big shots? And and he did that yesterday. Yeah, he did. The stat that uh, Kellen, our son's guru, had in his recap at ArizonaSports.com and the stat that he mentioned to you and I when he was on with us earlier, I think in particular it kind of blew you away to a certain extent, that Chris Paul has now failed to reach 20 points in 19 straight games. That's the longest streak for him ever over the course of a single season. I think anybody who's watched these games 
shouldn't be that surprised by that stat. And yet, when you're talking about a guy like Chris Paul, we're so used to him being that guy, at least every now and then from a scoring standpoint. And certainly his first couple of years here, he reached that number with regularity. It does kind of speak to where things stand right now with Chris Paul, if you're a Suns fan, and what you expect out of him. Yeah, and I totally wouldn't expect him to be a, a, a main scorer with KD and Book, but KD's only played three games with them. I mean, a lot of this was Mikhail and Cam, and um, you know, and, and then there were injuries to Cam, and you kept saying, who's going to step up? Who's going to be that second scorer? And the true answer was, for all that time without Kevin Durant, it was different. I mean, it was different night in and night out. I mean, at times it was Mikhail. At times it was DA. Um, you know, Chris, Chris might not be capable of being the second scorer on a regular basis. So what you want to see from him is you want to see him continue to distribute the ball and, you know, be the floor leader that he always is and get everybody involved um, and, and, you know, come up with a couple of big defensive plays if he's still capable of that. But at times he's, you know, he's a good free throw shooter. Uh, but I think more than anything, at times you're going to say, hey, listen, we need you to hit some of those mid-range jump shots to take some of the pressure off of everybody else. He did that last night. That was great to it, see. It was nice to see because it kind of reminded us of better times with Chris Paul. I, I, I think you're absolutely right about Chris and, and really any players at his age. There are going to be some nights where he's got it. There are going to be some nights where he doesn't. And, and the level of consistency which he has those nights, you're, you, it's just not going to be as regular as we're used to. And I think that's just the reality we have to get used to with Chris Paul. And we've all seen it. This entire season when Chris Paul is out there, there are some games where he's got it. He's got that juice. He's got that zip. You can see it with the way he's playing. And there are other nights where he doesn't. And I, I just don't see that getting any better or being any different between now and the end of the regular season. I, I think that's just how it's going to be with Chris. And hopefully with the return of Chris or the return of Kevin, I should say, it's, it's not going to be as important for him to find that level as often as he needed to in the past. And if they can do that, I think they'll be okay. If they have to rely on Chris to consistently be that guy, I think it's going to be a problem for them. Hopefully it doesn't come to that for the Suns. I think it was necessary. I think it was necessary for something to happen to where Chris was not the number two scorer on this team. Yes. Because I don't think that was good enough to win you a championship. Um, two years ago, maybe, against Milwaukee, but you know, last year when he started to slide at the end, and now especially this year, it had to. It was necessary. It was necessary for Chris to not be the number two guy. It needed to be when before KD was here. It needed to be Mikhail or Cam or Da or somebody had to step up and be that guy. Chris could do it occasionally, like you just said, but he wasn't going to do it on a regular basis. So something had to change. With KD, it's pretty obvious who your top two scorers are. Um, you know, so now it's just at times in games you'll be asked to, to hit some big shots. It's not like Chris Paul's going to score two points every game, but he's not going to score probably. Not going to score 20, but can he get you 10 to 12? Can he be efficient? Can he get you the 12, 13 assists? That's going to be the key to his game. Devin Booker is averaging 36 minutes per game so far in the month of March. How concerned are we about this? A little. I mean, a little bit. Um, you, you don't want to wear guys out. You're trying to win basketball games. You know, that's the Milwaukee game. They, they, they played him a lot. Last night, it was a hard fought game. You didn't have the ability to take him out. You're not blowing teams out right now. 
so you don't have that ability, to, you know, to rest him. But remember, Booker Booker's missed some time this year, so he, you know, so on one on on one hand he was injured, on the other hand he didn't play. A, you know, he missed a lot of games, so that's why he wasn't an All Star this year. It's not why he's any MVP candidates. He so that in some ways he's a little bit fresher because he did miss a lot of games. But down the stretch these 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 last three or four weeks, yeah, I think you you want to try to lessen the workload if you have the ability to do that. Forty three minutes against Milwaukee and then followed it up with 36 last night. Monty, you know, ripping himself basically after the Milwaukee game for playing Devin Booker way too many minutes. Bringing up again last night. Clearly, I think there was a little hangover effect from playing all those minutes on the second night of a back-to-back. This is tough. I, and I, I don't even, I can't even sit here and say I know what the right answer is because, yeah, they need to manage Devin Booker's minutes. Yeah, they need to not wear him out going into the postseason. They do also need to maintain and win some of these games and as easy it is for some people to say do this do that it's a fine line Monty's walking and it's a fine line Devin Booker's walking and I I I get that and I don't even know for sure what the right answer is for something like that because they do have to win some of these games to maintain where they are in the West that's just the reality of it yeah you feel like there's margin for error we've talked about it doesn't matter if they're four or five or six you don't want to get to seven you know or eight or nine so it's you know, when you look at it, you you, you want to make sure that you know you you stay in that in that range. That's what we were talking about Anthony Davis earlier. You know, Anthony Davis didn't play that game for the Lakers because it was a back to back. They lost to Houston, the worst team in the league, and it may cost them in the end. I mean, if they missed the playoffs by a game, it may have been that game. They don't have margin for error. You could you know make the argument that they needed to play him, but the Suns, you know, if if you have to lose a game here or there to you know to make sure that you manage minutes, I think that you'll I think you'll do that. Text the word Valley to six. 2620, you'll become a Phoenix Suns insider to get all the latest and breaking news on the Suns and their quest for an NBA championship. Again, text Valley to 620-620. When we come back, Byron Murphy, when asked about the Vikings facilities today, said some things that Cardinals fans and maybe the Cardinals themselves will want to listen to. We'll talk about it next on the Burns and Gambo Show. Burns and Gambo, Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Friday afternoon here on the Burns and Gambo Show. Happy Friday to you. So far, it's a good Friday for GCU. They are hanging in there, Gambo. They are hanging in there. With Gonzaga, one-point lead, about four minutes to go in the first half. I was just talking with Kellen Olsen out in the newsroom. He's watching the game way more intently than I'm able to since we're doing the radio show. And he says, look, Grand Canyon is not playing scared at all. They, they do not look like they're intimidated by the moment one bit. They're down. They're up by one over the three-seeded Gonzaga Bulldogs with four minutes to go in the first half of that game. So good on them. See what they can do in the second half. We'll be keeping our eye on that one for sure. Yeah, just keep it close. Give yourself a chance. Yep, no doubt. No doubt. All right. Purdue is losing, I think. Yes, they're tied right now. They're tied. 13 minutes to go. Cannot trust Purdue. You know what? It's funny to say Never trust Purdue. There are certain teams in this tournament you just have to have a hard time trusting, right? Purdue's one of them. I think Kansas, to a certain extent, is one of them. I know they won a championship last year. They're a team that's difficult to trust. I think Gonzaga, from time to time, can be one. Certainly... 
Virginia is a team that's very hard to trust come tournament time. And I'm not going to lie to you. I think we kind of have to put Arizona in that category, too. They're a very difficult team to trust come tournament yeah. time. They yeah, just are. True. Certain teams you can certain teams you can definitely trust. You know, Duke, they're gonna win a few games in this, right? UConn. Yes. Um <laughs> Houston, the good team right now. Um they're, they're Purdue is just Kentucky. Kentucky's always gonna get a few wins. UCLA, UCLA's always pretty good. Just, um Zaga's always been a team you could trust. I'm surprised that they're losing right now, but they've always been a team that's gonna win some games. Yeah, there's just, and even though those teams span generations at times or coaches at times, I mean, you know, what Arizona did 30 years ago shouldn't be held against them now. And yet it's just hard not to look at some of these brands and just believe that this time of year they're just struggles. Syracuse was one of those teams where it was, they were just always kind of hard to trust come tournament time because things would just kind of happen to them. So we'll keep an eye on these games. Purdue up by three now with about 12 minutes to go in the game. Now they're up five with about 12 minutes to go in the game. And of course, GCU is hanging in there. Byron Murphy introduced as the newest member of the Minnesota Vikings. Of course, he left the Arizona Cardinals to join the Vikings, signed a two-year deal worth about $17.5 million. The Vikings finished first in the NFL Players Association report cards in terms of facilities and how they take care of their players. He was asked about that. Here's what he said. I would say I can tell since I've got here. Everything here is nice. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> Everything. For me to come here and see how much, you know, I would say time and effort they put into this building and to their players, to the coaches, to the people upstairs, just a blessing to uh, be able to come here and see that and be a part of something like that. So it's a blessing to see how nice this uh, whole facility is. Oh, no, I think it's free upstairs. I'm good now. <laughs> That's all you can eat now. <laughs> no, it's that last little line at the end. Yeah. It stings, doesn't it? Just yeah, it's stings. all you can eat now. Mm-hmm. And, of course, what he's referring to and what he was asked about, part of that report card, it was reported that the Arizona Cardinals, it's believed to be the only team that was deducting the cost of certain meals in certain moments off of players' paychecks. And the Cardinals got a lot of negative publicity for that. Now, look, I don't play that soundbite to pile on the Cardinals. I play that soundbite because if you don't... Because you care. I do! You're playing it because you care. I'm I'm playing it because... You want it fixed. This is what the ramifications of such things are if you don't fix them, right? You're, you're going to be you're going to be mocked and you're going to be laughed at and you're going to be made an example of. And I don't want the Arizona Cardinals to suffer like that. I don't want the Cardinals to have to go through something like that. I really don't. And, and so I, I yes, Gambo, I play it because I care. I, I, don't, I just don't want them to be the butt of jokes like that, you know, because they shouldn't be. They shouldn't be. No, but I think, you know, listen, there was a time when the Arizona Cardinals, I remember talking to Lomas Brown about this when, you know, he was on those teams in the late 90s, like, uh, you know, early 2000s, like, you know, the Cardinals would, you know, send you a check and they would take out the FedEx charge, like you'd see minus $25 for FedEx, or if you got a hole in your socks and you needed two new pairs of socks, you know, when you got your check, it would be like minus $9 for socks. Like, they did that. Under Bill Bidwell, they did that. They were a very cheap organization. Um... And this 
was, you know, for a long time, we kind of thought that everything was good under Michael. But it, it's not. I mean, it's not. I mean, it, there's a lot more work to do. It's better. I mean, it's definitely better. But everybody else has gotten better, too. Like, well, you've gotten better. Everybody else has gotten better. So you're st- so you were at the bottom of the league back then, and you're still at the bottom of the league. So even though you've probably improved a lot of things and made it a lot better, it's not comparable to where everybody else in the league is. So ultimately, it's just not good enough. Yeah, and that was really honest. Honestly, part of the whole goal of that NFLPA survey, that report card, was to just kind of provide a guideline of, of what teams are doing what, what teams are not. Because you're right, if if the bar is being raised, you've got to keep up. I mean, you, you you have to you have to keep up with what everybody else is doing, and you might not think it's logical to give players those things or to go as far as other organizations are. But if they're doing things that you're not, eventually that's going to be held against. You. Now, look, at the end of the day, Byron Murphy and most players go where they go because they're getting more money to go there. And if the Arizona Cardinals truly want to get a player, they'll offer that player more money. And I don't care what the rules are surrounding the cafeteria, and I don't care how bad the weight room is. The Cardinals will get that guy because they're paying more money than anybody else. That's That's so true. That still means the most at the end of the day. But if it's close... If the Cardinals are offering similar to what another team is, don't let your facilities be the tiebreaker that goes against you. Don't let your cafeteria rules be the tiebreaker that goes against you. That that's 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 where the Cardinals could lose in a deal like this, and I don't want to see them, especially when it comes to things that they can control. I get it. A new facility, you know, could that happen? Would that happen? I have no idea. But improving the things that you've got within your facility that's something that they should be, and I think they will be committed to doing after the publicity that they've gotten off of this report card gamble because it really has highlighted some things that need to change. No, I remember when Trevor Ariza signed with the Suns. He didn't even come to visit, and when he got here, he's like, this is terrible. I, should, I would have never signed here if I didn't come for a visit. You know, and then he stole the, 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 the whatever, how many millions of dollars he got, $10 million. He just stole it, you know, while he was, uh, while he was here. So I, I think, you know, you... You want to you, you want to have uh, the, the impression of you be that you take care of your players, you take care of the families, that you create a, an environment that's welcoming and warm, and that everybody you know wants to be a part of it. You know, you want people saying good things about the organization. And listen, if they were in the middle of the pack, we wouldn't have said anything. Nope, not a like thing. if they were in the middle, like Cardinals fifteenth and everything. Okay, fine, that's good. But when you're in the bottom three. Or the bottom, you like that. That's a, that's a big red flag, right? That gets noticed. If yeah. they were twentieth, if they were twentieth out of thirty-two teams, I don't know if we're talking about this. No, I don't think we are either. I don't think we are either. Do you want to remind everybody here on the Burns and Gambo show? You can text the word Valley to six twenty six twenty. You can become a Phoenix Suns insider to get all the latest and breaking news on the Suns and their quest to win an NBA championship. Text the word Valley to six twenty six twenty. When we come back, the Phoenix Suns scrape out that win last night against Orlando. Now, now they play some teams that have something to play for, and that's something worth talking about, and we will, coming up on the Burns and Gambo Show. Burns and Gambo.
Gambo, Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. All right, we'll talk about Sunday and the Suns in just a second. We are on high upset alert right now in March Madness, Gambo. Fairly Dickinson leads Purdue 52 to 50. Oh my goodness. With eight minutes to go in that matchup between the top seeded Boilermakers and the 16th seeded Knights. I got up to you. I got a good friend who's a Purdue Boilermaker. Like he lives in like his 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 license plate is like Boiler Up. <laughs> he's, his license plate's Boiler he's Up. He's gonna need a Boilermaker after this uh, one if he's not careful. My, <laughs> but a boom, ting, right? Fifty-two, uh, yeah. Nick Middleton. His team's about to go down. Well, well, a lot of time left. But this is this is where we're we're in the danger zone now, right? This is where okay, you sit up. There's eight minutes left. You go, okay, what's going? on here? What's happening with this one? 52-50. A 16 seed is beating a 1. You go right Kenny now. Loggins, danger zone? <laughs> you going Kenny Loggins right now? We're taking a ride into the danger zone. <laughs> taking a ride into the danger zone? <laughs> Job, bitch. Yeah, I didn't even tell him to get that ready. I Mitch, just came up with that. I got the need, the need for speed. speed. Yeah, Mitch, Mitch even gave me the Tom Cruise, I'm about to take off from the aircraft carrier salute. I was impressed yeah. with that, too. Who shadows the Purdue game on? I was watching GCU. That is a TNT game right now. Oh, that's TNT. Yeah, GCU is at halftime. They're down by TNT. four against the Zags. So oh you need to goodness. go to TNT right now. They're in commercial, but uh, yeah, yeah. I would love to see it because it's karma. Because see, you know, the guy he texted me earlier, like, "How about U of A?" You're like, "Okay, yeah. <laughs> just watch." Look, I'm just gonna sit here and say, if it happened, it wouldn't be the worst thing for Burnsy's bracket because I've only got Purdue in the Sweet 16. I've got him losing in the Sweet 16. So I've got them. I have Purdue losing to Memphis. I got oh them only gosh. winning one game. And oh, then okay. To so Memphis. it would really not hurt you at all if they were no, losing that first round. Far at all. I got them out. On my bracket, I'm actually looking at the uh, contest page on ArizonaSports.com. And uh, me and you, buddy, me and you tied for second. Well, 36 points each. You know, I, you know when people when people want the real deal, they know where to go when it comes to this kind of stuff, right? Now, how? Well, I mean, I think it's pretty much been proven over time that we, you know, we we are the smartest show out of the three. I mean, I don't think there's any question about. It. Nobody really debates that. I mean, wait, wait. and Murata? I mean, come on, at the I got four rings. You don't. Very mm, so shut up. Well, wasn't it you who called us the dumbest show on radio though? Once upon a time. Well, yeah, but when you when you come to this stuff, right? There's there's oh, you have school this. smarts and I have street smarts, so we get double the points. <laughs> so like, you're probably more school smart than any of those guys, and I'm definitely more street smart than any of those guys. So when you combine the two, we get like double bonus points. I like your thinking. Mm-hmm. Even though you have called us in the past the dumbest radio show on Phoenix. There are times when it has been. It's true. It's true. But not, not when it comes to this stuff. Not when it comes to this right here. We are not the dumbest radio show in the Valley. So, oh my God, FDU. This would be so great. And this would be so great. It'd be fantastic. It'd oh, be, a, look at the Purdue fans. They're like oh, crying. they're gripping. Oh, look, exactly. look at them. Look at them. Shaking the guy their with head. The, yeah, he's got the hand to the forehead like, oh, my God, I can't believe you this is happening. You have one player. You've got one player. Zach Eady. you got one player. Yeah. There's nobody else on the team. You just got one guy, a center. 
Yeah. It's exciting. We'll keep an eye on this one. This is uh, this is obviously a lot of fun right here. We will keep an eye on this one, to say the least. All right. Suns, let's talk about them. And um, now this stretch that they're going into where they've got Oklahoma City, they've got the Lakers, they've got the Sacramento Kings. And suddenly they go from the Orlando Magic, a team that really didn't have anything to play for, that played very hard last night that played with a lot of athleticism and they go to three teams now, two in particular, the next two against Oklahoma City and the Lakers. They've got everything to play for. And so I'm not really sure how to judge these games now for the Suns. I mean, the Suns are good enough to beat the Thunder and the Lakers. There's zero debate in my mind. It's just a question of the motivation level of the teams that they're playing because these teams are going to be desperate, Gambo, that they're getting ready to play. Yeah, I mean, they're fighting for their playoff lives, these teams. And is it like, there is no easy games. I mean, there, you know, last night was supposed to be the easy game. I mean, you don't have Kevin Durant. And if you, you know, and, it, and it, again, like I said, I mean, it's, if you didn't even have Durant, it's like, you, it's like you're playing without Jay Crowder, Cam Johnson, and Mikael Bridges, three of your top six guys. You know, they're, they're not going to win many games going away. Every game's going to be a dogfight. I mean, maybe one or two will be an outlier. But for the most part, like, you know, you were at home last night against Orlando, and that came down to the final shot. Like, there's not a lot of breaks in this schedule. Until Durant comes back, the Suns are going to have to really battle to get wins. They'll get wins, but they're going to have to battle for them. Yeah, they will. Last night in the NBA, um, the Thunder lost to the Raptors. That game was on the road for Oklahoma City, 128-111. Um, that, that was a game that mattered in the West. The Kings beat the Nets last night, 101-96. Uh, it clinches their first winning record in 17 years. And then last night, even though we were talking about it during the show, Denver ended up winning by 19 points against Detroit. No big deal there. Tonight... All sorts of games involving teams in the West that you're going to want to keep now. an eye on. What now? They're going on right now. Yeah, they are. They, as a matter of fact, they are going on right now. I'm pulling up the scores to them as we Memphis speak. Memphis is losing. Memphis is losing to, where is that game? There it is. 35-26. They're losing to the Spurs. Um, the Pelicans are losing to the Rockets 34-26. I don't know how much that matters or not. The Warriors are losing to the Atlanta Hawks at halftime. 71-66. That game is in Atlanta, obviously, with the early start time. <laughs> and the Warriors are 7-27 and on the road going into this game. And they're trailing by 5 against Atlanta at halftime so in that game. It's just so crazy to think that that team, championship pedigree, can't win, can't win games on the road the way they're constructed right now. Crazy to think, Just right? crazy. Okay, yeah. so, and then later tonight, in really the only game involving two Western Conference playoff teams playing each other, the Mavericks are taking on the Lakers later tonight. So you got the Grizzlies losing in the second quarter. You've got the Timberwolves winning in the second quarter. You've got the Warriors losing at halftime. Um, Memphis losing in the second quarter, as I mentioned. By the yeah. way, if, they, if the Lakers win, they're tied with the Mavs. They're tied. Yes, they are. They'd be tied. They'd be exactly tied. They would. They would move up, and they would be, and they would be tied with it. Because right now, here, here's where the standings are. Right now, Suns are in fourth for looking at the loss column. Suns are fourth. They have a one game lead in the loss column over the Clippers, who are fifth. They have a two game lead over the Warriors in the loss column for six. So keep an eye on that Warriors game. Okay. Then you get to the play in. 
tournament part of the standings. Minnesota has 35 losses. The Mavericks have 35 losses. The Lakers have 36 losses. The Thunder have 36 losses. Those are your four play-in teams right now. The Suns have 32 losses, so they're three games back in the loss column, three games ahead, I should say, in the loss column of Minnesota and Dallas, a four-game lead in the loss column over the Lakers and the Thunder in the play-in tournament. Who said that it was a must-win game last night after the game? Was it campaign? Yes. Campaign that, that was a must-win must win, and he was right. That's what you said. I, that's what I said yesterday, game. and I'm not just saying that because he agreed with me, but it, it was. They had to win that game last night. They had to. If we, had been, if we were coming in here talking about the Suns losing to the Orlando Magic, given everything else going on in the West, it would have been a disaster, an absolute disaster. The Suns averted that with their win last night. Absolutely yeah. did. Yeah, the Oklahoma City game is going to be tough. When we go from one great rookie to another great rookie. Um so that'll be a tough game. I mean, they're playing well. They're playing hard. They're playing well. Um, Fairly Dickinson just did they count that basket. Uh, they still have four minutes and 54 seconds left, and Purdue, the number one seed, is losing. Clinging to a one-point wow. lead in that game. Yeah, Purdue is. And this is this is where, okay, Fairly Dickinson, do they get tight because they have the lead? Does Purdue get tight because they're feeling the pressure of being a number one seed about to lose? This is where things get really, really interesting in this game. Yeah, right when now. you're, you know, when you let these these other, they, they, you know, they got nothing to lose, right? They're playing free. They got nothing to lose if you're Princeton, if you're Furman, if you're Fairly Dickinson, you've got nothing to lose. These other teams, they gotta, you know, they've got, you know, they, 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 they get tight. They feel the pressure. You know, look what happened to U of A. They couldn't get any baskets. And now you've seen this with Purdue just struggling down the stretch. I mean, this is what you can ask for if you're a, you know, a, a big underdog is to give me, get, keep me in the game with five minutes left. Give me a chance. No doubt about it. When we come back on the Burns and Gambo show, we'll stick with the March Madness talk as we keep an eye on this game because we've got an ASU game to preview tonight. Are they going to feel that underdog magic that's going on in Fairleigh Dickinson's game that's going on in GCU's game? ASU's taking on TCU. You tonight. We'll preview that and keep an eye on March Madness and the scoreboard next on the Burns and Gambo Show. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Burns and Gambo, what's on tonight? There's a lot on tonight. Uh, there's a lot on right now. Uh, ASU obviously coming up later tonight. We'll preview that matchup against TCU in just a moment. That game's going to start at about 7 o'clock, give or take, maybe a little bit later, depending on how long GCU takes in front of it. But ASU versus TCU. That game is scheduled to tip off sometime around 7 o'clock, a little after 7 o'clock. What's on right now is 14-seeded Grand Canyon. They just started the second half against third-seeded Gonzaga. The Lopes are down four, 40-36, as, like I say, they just started the second half of that game. That is on right now. And then, of course, the upset special that is on right now as we speak, with two minutes and 50 seconds to go, Fairleigh Dickinson, the 16th-seeded Knights of Fairleigh Dickinson are leading Purdue by three points with about two and a half minutes to go. 56 to 53 is the score right now as Fairleigh Dickinson oh my God. bidding to become the second ever 16 seed to beat a one in the history of the NCAA tournament. Of course, the first was the University of Maryland, Baltimore County beating Virginia back in 2018 if memory serves. Tell these kids, you got two minutes and 38 seconds to play your asses off. That's right. Play as hard as you can. Give me everything you got. Everything you got. Everything you got. Everything you 
minutes. Yeah. What do you got is Purdue. Uh, Purdue's four for 24 from three-point range. They, they just can't missed hit another three. three. They can't four hit another three. Four for 24. Three. Yeah. Oh, I don't understand why they've shot 24 threes when they have a guy that's seven foot five. <laughs> Let me ask you. It's a simple question. It's a fair question. How do you shoot 24 three-pointers when you've got a guy that's seven foot five? I don't know. I don't know. That's how, how, like, how do you do that? That seven foot five guy just nabbed a rebound, too. So like, we're, we're now. I got the, a great, like, that, that coach, I got a great idea. Let's shoot the three. Yeah. Right? Zachy. Instead of giving, giving, it, giving it to the seven foot five guy, let's shoot the three. They're going to shoot another one right here. Are you Watch. watching Fairly Dickinson trying to front Zach Eady right now? I mean, they produce trying to get him the ball, and it, they just can't seem to get the entry pass into him. They just spent the last 15 seconds. Trying to get the entry pass into Zach Eady. He's being he's guarded by somebody who's a foot shorter than he is, and they can't yeah, get the ball just, to him down no, low. But look at him. He's dribbling. Here's the, here's how, he gets the ball, and he dribbles it. He's in the paint already. Did you see that last play? He I gets did. the ball, I and he dribbles that. it. I saw that last play. Get the ball and go up. This is like a DeAndre Ayton problem sometimes. Get, you're a 7'5". That's right. Or 7'4", whatever. He's, seven, four. he's either 7'4 or 7'5". Get the ball and just go up. Go There's nobody him. that can block your shot. Go punish him, man. This would be something. Yeah, we're going to take happen. 24 three-pointers in the game, and we've got a guy that's 7'5". It makes absolutely no sense. <laughs> like, I mean, that, that's the game plan that they came up with in Purdue. Uh, that's funny. That's funny Oh, it's, it's just so true. They're in a timeout so right now in that game. Uh, a minute 44 to go. Fairly right. Dickinson leading by three. So they, so Zach Eady's taking 11 shots. That's 11. That's, that's so wrong. Right. He's, take, he's 7 for 11. That's so wrong. He's got 21 points. He's gone to the free throw lane. 7 for 10 from the free throw line. 7 for 11 from the field. 21 points. He's taking 11 shots. They've taken 24 three-pointers. Yep. Yep. You're not wrong. You're not oh my wrong, God, my friend. So that's just You're like, not wrong. Uh, games going on right now in addition to the two biggies that kind of have our attention right now, um, and that is Kentucky. Ten minutes to go, nine minutes to go in the second half there. They've got an eight-point lead over Providence. That's a six-seeded Kentucky Ooh, who'd team. Who'd you have in that one? I had Kentucky in that game. Okay, so did I. So did I. I had Kentucky there. And then Drake is beating Miami at the half, thirty to twenty-five. And really? I, had, I and I had Drake in that game. Okay, I had Miami, but I had Indiana beating Miami. I didn't have Miami going very far. You had Indiana. Oh, Indiana beating Miami. Yeah, I got Indiana oh, in, the in the next okay. round. Okay, okay. I had Kent State beating Indiana. That's why I didn't see him. So that's one of my upsets that I potentially have there. All right, let's talk about this ASU game. And of course, as soon as we have an update from this fairly Dickinson game, we will provide you with the update. Because even though Gambo's at home, I assure you, we're both watching it and we'll both keep you updated on it. Uh, let's talk about ASU tonight and their chances of securing an upset against TCU. Would it, first of all, would it be a big upset? Small upset? No upset? How would we rank uh, this on the upset meter if we're talking about ASU and the Horn Frogs tonight? Sure. I mean, a team that had to play in the play-in game? Now, one of those teams, like like every year, one of those teams has already won. That was Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh beat Mississippi State, then they beat Iowa State. So there, you, so you already had one play-in tournament team advance and win two games. 
So ASU's looking to be the second that can, you know, you know, win the playing game, then win another game like like Pitt did. Um, yeah, it's an upset. I mean, you're an 11 seed and uh, and, and TCU's a, 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 a what is TCU is a six, a six right? 11 yes. six. 11 six. And a lot of people thought they may have been underseeded because they're really good. They've had some ter- terrific wins and beat Kansas and uh, beat Kansas up in one of their games. So they're good. And, you know, we know how they play. A lot of points in the paint. They really dominate in the paint and they like to get out and run in transition. So if they, they don't, you know, and that could work against ASU because they don't get, they're not going to try not to give ASU a chance to set up their defense. So they like to, you know, get a rebound and go or, you know, get a turnover, a block shot and go. So that's, um, boy, this is unbelievable if they score right here. They just oh, did. my goodness. They got it. Fairly Dickinson. Fairly by, Dickinson's by, up by with a minute five. And a half with a minute and a half to go. Purdue on an inbounds play with seven seconds to go on the shot clock. Try to get the ball to the big guy, and they just fumbled it around, and Fairly Dickinson stole it and got a oh, layup. They just hit a three. A three-pointer. And now it's a two-point game. Fairly <laughs> Dickinson, a two-point lead over Purdue with a minute 23 seconds left in the game. High drama right now going on in this game. Yeah, um, the ASU, we're going to be bouncing back and forth. This is going to be a chaotic last 10 minutes of the show here. I can just feel it. But from ASU standpoint, you're absolutely right. Pace and style is is really going to be a thing to watch tonight because TCU really likes to get out and run. They really like to get out and dictate pace in that regard. Uh, they like to get a lot of their shots at the rim. They do not shoot the three ball very well at all. They force a lot of turnovers. ASU typically does not turn the ball over a lot. So in some ways, it's a contrast in styles, but it's also two really good defenses, two of the best defenses. A big three by Fairley oh my Dickinson. goodness. With a minute to go. By five. 61 56 with one minute to go. Timeout Purdue is their down. Oh, my goodness. Five. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I got to I got to put that game on. Jimbo's yelling to his wife and kid back there at the house. Put the game on. Put the Chelsea put the game on. Hey, oh my god, just put the yeah. Wow. <laughs> That's great. So this I yeah, I did I did not like this Purdue team, so I had them just winning the one game and then losing. I had them winning two. I had them getting bounced in the Sweet 16. So this won't be a killer for me either. Oh my god, um, a 16 over a 1. Okay, a 1 is lost, a 2 is lost, and a 3 is lost, right? Uh, what was the th- uh, Furman? No, the uh, Virginia was a four. So oh, a four. A, two, a one, a two, and a four. A two is lost. A four is lost. <clears throat> okay. A three was in danger today in Xavier, but they ended up pulling it out. So, well, I mean, when is? I mean, I wonder if that. I, I truly wonder if that's ever happened before the first real weekend, or like you know, right? You know, b- before you get to Saturday, where a one. A two and a four have all lost. Well, obviously, in a, the first round, a one is only lost once. So you, you right. Have, so you'd have to go back to that year. You'd and have to go back to that Virginia year. Lost and see if a two if a two lost that year. Probably not. So this will, this might be one of the biggest upsets. You know, as far as NCAA tournaments are considered, because if a one goes down, a two goes down, and a four goes down this early, this will be one of the biggest upset years ever. There were there were no. Twos that went down in 2018. There were no threes that went down in 2018. There were um, fours that went down in 2018. From best, like from what I can 
best tell. So a four, a four went down in 2018, but in not the first round, in the first round, yes. Okay. Uh, well, one, one of, in a four. One of them was Arizona. Arizona lost to Buffalo the same year that Virginia oh. lost to University of Maryland, Baltimore County. So yeah, um, 2018. So now Purdue's got these the ball. Kids, these kids have to just play their butts off. They just have to play so hard. You've got one minute to play as hard as you've ever played in your whole life. Yeah, Purdue just got fouled on a shot, so it looks like they're going to go to the line with a chance to get a couple of free throws. Uh, shooting foul in that situation, so they'll go to the line for two, and that's what's going on there. Hard to focus as Gambo's yelling at everybody back at home to make sure they put the game on to see oh if this God. upset happens. I've got it on in the office, but I mean, I want them to watch it. Yeah, it's it's it would be one of the most upset-filled years, especially, I mean, if you can imagine earlier today, if Xavier had lost and they were losing that game for most of the time to Kennesaw State, if Kennesaw State had beaten them, then potentially you're looking at a one, two, and a three all falling in the same year. As it stands right now, a two has gone down, a four has gone down, and perhaps a one is about to join them in Purdue. There's 55 seconds left, three-point lead for Fairleigh Dickinson. Purdue is trying the full court trap, and Fairly Dickinson broke it. I don't know it. why they didn't just go get the easy basket there, two on one. I think they full court pressured. Just trying to two on one. They play, they're just trying to take all the time off the clock. Just trying to kill clock. There's about twelve seconds left on the play clock right now. There's about thirty five seconds left here, in the game. If they and, score here, it's over. If they score here, it's over. And oh, block shot. big block shot, and Rebound. the ball went oh. off of a Purdue player. So now it's <laughs> Fairly Dickinson's ball. So we're doing very rough play by play here, but that's. Okay, this is live radio. Oh my god, this is better than a this is this is like this is this would be better than a no hitter. Like you know when a no hitter's going on, you turn the channel, you want to watch it? Yes. Or a perfect game. This would be like a perfect game. This would be a one over a sixteen. Yeah, except perfect games, you'll get them from time to time. Sixteens beating a one, this would only be the second time ever. Imagine watching only the second perfect game ever as it was going on. That's how rare these things are. Um boy, this this would be (laughs) this is and this is why that's off. That's off. That's going to be Purdue's ball. They're going to look at that. That's going to be Purdue's ball with about 30 seconds left down three. Yeah. It looks that's like it's off right. Dickinson. Yeah, it looks like it's off of Fairleigh Dickinson. It looks like his right hand. It looks like he was the lat. That angle is tough to tell because it's being blocked by the referee. But the one they just showed a second ago absolutely looks like it's going to be Purdue's ball. Yeah, it's a cle- that's, that's clearly off Fairly Dickinson, but the referee. Well, I don't know, maybe not. Maybe the guy stuck his hand in there. Yeah. Wow. This is this is this is uh, dramatic. I mean, a 16 beating. Oh, it's only happened once, like you mentioned, Virginia. It's only happened once, and we may have it. We may have it happen a second time. You almost like you, you just you know you root for the underdogs, but oh my, like this one. I want this one so bad. I want Fairly Dickinson to win this one so bad. They played so hard in this game. No, I, I I agree. I look it's it, this and I and I felt the same way about Arizona yesterday. You know, I, I don't have any ties. I mean, I went to all three in-state schools, so it's you know, would I like to see them win? Yeah, but at this point, I don't care about my bracket. I don't really care about anything. I I want to see history. I want to see a great upset in the making. I want to see something special. I'm absolutely rooting for Fairly Dickinson. Do you at even this know point. where Fairly Dickinson is? New Jersey. I do. Yes, you're right. Am I right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, You're right. Yeah, right? Yeah, okay. Okay. I I, I mean, it's a smaller school. It's not a big school. Well, they'll um, they'll be put on the map. 
just like the the folks at University of Maryland Baltimore County were all those years ago. This will this will at Mitch. What do you got? Their for athletics me? account, by the way, you speaking of, just tweeted out a bat signal photo, obviously in honor of what is about to happen. <laughs> I wouldn't have done anything. I wouldn't. I wouldn't jinx anything right now. I would just wait till it's over. Yeah, you got to you got to be very very careful here on this one. They are really reviewing the heck out of this one to see what happens and whether and whether it's Purdue's ball or whether it's fairly Dickinson's ball. They're looking at it. They're still looking at Mitch. I need your leadership here. What are we are we you wanna just stay here? It's Purdue's ball. Oh, I think it's going to be two, but they're still looking at it. They've looked at the replay now for about two minutes in trying to figure out whose ball it is. I guess they're tr- – that is – without question, that is produced ball. It went off of the left hand of the Fairleigh Dickinson player that uh, – that Unless 14 snuck his hand in there, and I can't really tell. Because he, he reaches in right there. I don't know. Well, it's got to be – It's close. It's got to be one of those deals, too, where there's enough evidence – you know, it was ruled right. in favor of Fairleigh Dickinson, so they've got to have enough evidence to be able to say it was clearly off of the Fairleigh Dickinson player, and they haven't been able to do that now, yet. Now, if you're Purdue and you get the ball, do you, do you try to go for the three, or do you try to get a quick two and then foul? Uh, I go for the I go for the quick two and I foul. I think I go for the quick two and I foul. Boy, they're really right. looking at this. They are really, they're really Mitch. Well, because it's probably it's probably not clear. Okay. Um, it's terrible radio right now, by the way. <laughs> Everybody listening is like, what is going on? We're just watching this we're game. Watching. We're watching. We're, a game. 16's about to beat a one. What do you want me we're to do? We're watching two. Oh, they just ruled it, ruled it Purdue's ball. Ruled it for Purdue. They ruled right. it Purdue's ball. And the Fairleigh Dickinson coach is losing his mind. <laughs> All right. You know, he, go ahead, Gambo. Go mean, ahead. He, you could also foul if you're Fairleigh Dickinson. You could foul them if they take enough time off the clock, and so they don't shoot a three. Could, could Give them two free throws, and then you get the ball with the lead. You could do that. Do you think so? You could if you're fairly Dickinson. You're up three with 29 seconds left right now. If they take off 15 seconds, I, I think you try to foul them before before they shoot the okay, three. Purdue's like got right the now, I foul them. I foul them there, and they they just Purdue just called a timeout. Purdue just called okay, a timeout. Okay, so they took they. They took about 11 seconds off without getting a shot off. Yep. So now you're at 18.9 seconds. You almost you almost have to take the three now. Right, but, you, but if you're fairly Dickinson, foul them, put them at the free throw line, let them shoot two free throws. Yeah, you could do that. Absolutely. Only thing is they got a seven foot five guy. So like you might have a like you might not want to do that because they've got a guy that can you know, they can rebound a missed shot. Okay. And they might miss it. They, they might miss the second on purpose. They might. They might. I, 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 I honestly don't know what to do here. I almost feel like we should just keep talking until this thing gets resolved because we should probably take, we're way overdue for a break. But at this point, I, I, I'd, I'd hate to be in break when something happens. Let me hit the reset here. There's 19 seconds left on the clock. Fairly Dickinson has a three-point lead over Purdue, 61 to 58 at this point. Purdue had the ball with 30 seconds to go after a lengthy video review concluded that it was their ball. And they brought the ball up with a little bit of resistance from Fairly Dickinson. And Purdue clearly wasn't sure what they wanted to do with the ball. Were they going for a quick two? Were they going for a three? They were trying to set something up, and they couldn't quite figure out what they wanted to 
to do. And I don't know what we're looking at right now. The referees are having another conversation with the bench. I'm not exactly sure what we're talking about or what we're discussing. Mitch, you have the audio in there. Do we know what, what it is that's being discussed foul? right now? Yeah, it looks like they're just debating what the foul or what the time is when they actually call timeout. That's what it looks like they're debating. Okay, what the time is on the clock is what they're debating. So you've got the Boilermaker fans now. They're there. 19 and a half seconds or so to go on the clock right now. The players are coming back on the floor. So they're going to resume action. So you know, we're going to keep it here and just describe to everybody what's going on. Oh, look at that stat. The Northeastern Conference is 0-31 in the tournament. Fairleigh Dickinson's conference is 0-31. So the conference that, that has never won. Has never won the Fairleigh Dickinson. They've never poison. won. All right, Purdue about to inbound the ball. 19.7 seconds to go, down three. The Purdue player inbounds the ball, have it near I midcourt. I Purdue is trying to get off a shot. They get the quick two, and it was blocked Block at the rim. So now 12 seconds to go. Still Purdue's ball. Fairly Dickinson blocked it. That kid, oh my God, that kid just, he 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 sacrificed for that one. Oh my, i never seen somebody jump so high. Yeah, he got up the there in a big hurry. He sent that Look ball that. into the third row. He just got it with like his thumb as he was able to block the shot. So now you're looking so at... So now we're what, 12 seconds? 12 seconds, 12 and a half seconds to go. Okay, they can't go for a two now. No, they, 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 they got to go for a three. They got to try to tie this game up. They don't have any other choice at this point. Yeah, again, we apologize for the rough play-by-play that we're doing here, um, but this is just too compelling for us to go away from this right now. I'd feel terrible if we were in a commercial break and this thing got resolved while we were gone. So we're just blowing this out right now. And we'll just get yelled at later. Okay, now they're going to a timeout. All right, geez. All right. Do we, do we, can you play a commercial or two? Should we take a break? Let's take a break. Yeah. And stay we, with it if you want. Well, uh, all right, let's stay with it. It's not going to be long. <laughs> <laughs> you haven't watched a ton of college basketball lately, have you? Give me, the, uh, give me an update on Grand, oh, Grand Canyon is getting beat by 18 now. Oh, what happened Gonzaga there? broke out a can of, you know what, on him. Oh, 60 to 42. Gonzaga right, by, well. Gonz- Grand Canyon was hanging around for a while, but Gonzaga's now up by 18 in the second half over Grand Canyon. Yeah. So we'll be up to ASU to get the to get the uh, the only win in the real, because if you don't count the play-in tournament, to get the win for Arizona. Well, there goes ASU that will be the only team left out of the three teams. Yep, there goes that dream. Can you imagine if ASU becomes the only play-in, the only team from the state of Arizona that advances that would be that would be all kinds of funny so let's hit the reset here again 12.5 seconds to go uh, they the, the teams are back on the floor right now or at least they're coming back on the floor fairly Dickinson has a 61 58 lead over Purdue Purdue is out of timeouts they don't have any left Fairleigh Dickinson has two. Purdue has none. Purdue is inbounding the ball right now, down three, with 12 and a half seconds to go. Purdue struggling to get the ball inbounds. They get the ball inbounds. Corner three is no good. Rebound of Fairleigh Dickinson. Fairleigh Dickinson is going to win the game. 7.6 seconds to go. All you got to do is hit one free throw. And just hit one, and this thing is over. Dickinson is going to the line, whereas if they just hit one... This game is over. So Purdue, who's got a seven foot five center, has taken twenty seven three pointers in this game. 
<laughs> so ahead. And I mean, you do the math. Yeah. You got a seven foot five center who dominated college basketball this year, and your game plan against the sixteen seed was to jack it up from three the entire game. This kid hit one, hits one free throw. This game's over. Yep. If this kid hits, are one, they in the bonus? They are in the bonus. Yes. They're in the bonus. It's over. This game's over. First one. It's over. It's a four-point lead. Four-point lead with eight seconds to go. This fairly Dickinson. Oh my God! What a shocker! Is going to be the second 16 seed in the history of March Madness to defeat a number one. He hits the second free throw. 63-58. Seven seconds to go. Just don't foul. Just don't foul. Let him jack it up. Just don't foul. He gets blocked again at the rim. One and a half <clears throat> seconds to go. And Fairleigh Dickinson, a 16 seed, has upset number one Purdue in the this first round of the tournament. Absolutely amazing. This is, this is thrilling. Wow. That was wow. fun. Gambo, I will always remember doing this with you. <laughs> hey, yeah. remember that time we talked for 25 minutes straight and just yeah, ignored we're all to break the commercials? At <laughs> we usually break around 5.56. We just talked for like another like 11 minutes uh, past I, the break. I, I, something tells me I'm going to get a text message from the boss when we're done with this. You know you guys couldn't do that, right? You weren't allowed to do that, but I, I didn't see any other option. I didn't see to any other what? choice. To, to, uh, well, I don't know. I, I think it's fine. And we'll, 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 I promise we'll do everything we need to do. Purdue joins Virginia as the only two number one seeds in the history of the NCAA tournament. How far did you have them going? I had them losing in the Sweet 16 to Tennessee. Okay. So not very far. I love my brackets. I had them I had them out in the second round. I had Purdue winning this game, but then losing to Indiana. So I'll feel pretty good about getting some points if um, no, you had I mean, them Memphis, losing to Memphis. Memphis. You had them losing to yeah, Memphis. Yeah, I had them losing to Memphis. I'll feel pretty good if if Memphis wins their game. Yeah, yeah. I um, I had them. I had Purdue beating Memphis but losing to Tennessee. So this isn't going to be all that damaging to my bracket either. If you had How Purdue going shots far, that they have in the last like minute. Those kids played hard. Like they they knew it. Like they the last two minutes they played as hard as they've ever played in their life for anything. They did. They how many block shots did they have? Like three. They had two in, or three in the, last, in the minute? last minute, minute and a half. Purdue is inbounding the ball. This is all but a formality at this point. They throw it away and fairly Dickinson. They are celebrating on the floor. 63-58. The fairly Dickinson Knights have beaten Purdue. 63-58. Down goes a top seed in this year's tournament. Man. Oh, this is great. Hold Man. on. I'm texting, I'm texting my friend right now because you know I want to rub this in. Nick all right. Middleton.